Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode, the maiden voyage of the official The Orville podcast. You know, I say it's the official show, that's because I actually heard from Seth McFarlane that we are the ones that he wants to be talking about this show, and I've actually got him on the line here. Uh, Seth, you said that we could be the official podcast of your show, but um, your, your lawyer... That guy, he is a big jerk of a banana. He's awful. Um, and I, I'm afraid that he's going to sue me into, uh, you know, next Tuesday if, if we say we're the official show. So what do you say in response to that, Seth? We need no longer fear the banana. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Thanks, Seth. That is uh, good news. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad to uh, hear that. And I just wanted to say, you know, thank you so much. I'm really happy that we're going to be doing this. Is there anything else you wanted to say before, you know, we get started? I know... Your time is really uh, important. you got other things to do. Set course for Epsilon and engage Quantum Drive. <laughs> yeah, like from the show. Great, Seth. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, that was Seth McFarlane. Thank you so much, uh, Seth, for taking part there. Um, and you've got me, Greggy. We've also got Alex on board. Alex. Hey there. Uh, How you doing? Yeah, my, my, my partner in crime in this. But then we've also got my other partners in Your crime. Boss. We've got Miranda here as well. Miranda, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me to talk about my favorite show. Yep. And then we've got Tim, of course. Tim, the Orville man, Trees. Uh, thank you so much. It's a huge honor to be included in the inaugural episode. Is your name Tim Can? Yeah, Tim Can. That's his, his name. That's great. Um, I think that's just his online name. That's his internet persona. I was going to say, why would their parents uh, <laughs> Why would your last name be Can? Oh, Tim, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to You're can, bring you on to be bullied. My understanding was it was like a toucan reference, like a Fruit Loops thing. No, I think he, he's saying like tin can. That was like tin can. Yeah. But Tim can. No, see, that's what everyone thinks, but it's a toucan reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> why, are they, why is there a toucan reference? You know what? You'd have to ask my parents. Can you get them on right now? Can we talk to them? Uh, yeah, let me uh, let me patch him in. <laughs> oh, well, we're going straight into this bit. <laughs> hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tim's dad. We don't have time to talk to you right now. Uh, we've got to talk about the Orville. Uh, so we watched the first episode of the Orville, and it was wow, really something. <laughs> of course, you got your Seth MacFarlane. He is uh, Ed Mercer. He gets to be the new captain of the USS Orville for the Planetary Union. Uh, Alex, what did you think about the Planetary Union? What do you mean? Like, did, did you think it was a cool setup that they had? I mean, we, we gotta get into the lore of this show. There's only one episode, how are you? <laughs> well, it's only one episode, but they do such an amazing job of expanding the universe, like, <laughs> immediately. Yeah, there's, you can tell that there's a lot of lore built in, there's a lot of backstory. It's also comedy. I mean, comedy shows. Okay. Yeah, that was amazing that they managed to get so much comedy and so much character development all into one episode. I think it really speaks to the, the talent of Seth MacFarlane that he was able to, to do all of that and act in it. Definitely. They start you off right off the bat with a big joke. But, I mean, there's a lot of heart there as well because <laughs> yeah. it's a very relatable um, situation. Uh <laughs> Seth comes home. I mean, Ed. Uh, sorry, Captain Ed. Captain Ed comes home. 
Sorry, I thought his name was. I didn't get his name. I thought his name was Orville through the whole thing. That's what I was <laughs> no, he's Captain Ed Mercer. Uh, the ship is the Orville. That's oh. the. That's what's going on there. Um. So yeah, he he gets home and he finds his wife in bed with an alien. Uh, what was that stuff that came out of that alien's head, Tim? <laughs> no, I'm asking Tim, not you. Oh. Shut up. It's interesting to unpack it a bit because, you know, well, this is right away. So we have no introduction to the universe. And then right away they're showing us a physiological function of a species we've never encountered before. Um, I took it to just be surprised, like a squid pink. Oh, okay. So it wasn't something like more uh, lascivious. It was just, he was just surprised. I mean, you never know with Seth MacFarlane. Like, he sometimes is a little bit on the side of blue. He, well, <laughs> blue humor uh <laughs> oh my god uh so maybe i mean maybe that was a reference right there the fact that it's blue it's liquid is you know what, maybe what was that alex to bang papa smurf oh right yeah thank you you crack open a cold one there miranda yeah yeah i guess uh such a relaxing discussion i feel like it's time <laughs> hell yeah i mean and the orville is just that kind of show you just want to crack open a cold one, you know, sit back, just laugh your ass off. Did you say a pizza party? <laughs> no, Alex. I said no. a, a, a cold beer. <laughs> a cold one. Why would I be eating a cold pizza? <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I didn't get that either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, can I, can I say something? Yes, please uh, do. Miranda. Miranda, you're allowed to have a beer as long as you keep it uh, under all of the electronics and don't spill. <laughs> oh, you got me. You got me from the line from the show. <laughs> we don't have that one, sadly. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Uh, yeah, because huh. the one character really loves soda. That was his, his character trait. I wonder if it's trait. not soda. That was really relatable. Yeah. Well, especially for me, I love sodas. Oh, yeah. The only yes, thing yes, I drink. Yes. I hate water. It just tastes bad, you know? Land. It's, yeah. It's, it's a point. It's a marketing campaign to get people to buy more soda. Ooh, that would have been good if they would have put like some product placement in there. No, I, I mean. Yeah, he should have said like, can I can I drink a Pepsi while I'm working, not just any soda? Mm -hmm. And then they could have shown him drinking the Pepsi. No, then they could have said, I can't believe Pepsi has been around for so many years. It really speaks to how high quality this soda is. Yeah, just like Sprite. And then plus, they could have been like the competitor to Pepsi went out of business like hundreds of years ago. Mm -mm. That would be why really good. Why would you say the, the competitor to Pepsi? Why why wouldn't you say Coke? Why would? <laughs> well, I actually, placement. they're afraid of they're afraid of libel lawsuits because when they say they're going to say something like I can't believe Coke went out of business in twenty one thirteen, and then come twenty one thirteen, Coke <laughs> is going to say, Hey, now we have to sue you. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I have to consider these things seeing as I am the host of the official Orville podcast. I don't want to say anything to the it'll get them in trouble. So we find out that uh oh geez, I forget what is her character's name? Uh, it was just ex wife. Yeah, I don't think exactly. she got a name. Oh, Kelly Grayson. I think she was most commonly referred to as bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, so then it, it goes from the the cheating scene the blue ink on the on the uh, bed 
to one year later. And I just wonder what happened in that year. Like, uh, we're already starting, you know, this is the first episode. And I already wish that we could have, you know, a, a separate series that just let us know what all happened to Ed Mercer in that year. Yeah, yeah I think they're saving it for a spinoff. A, the spinoff's <laughs> going to have all the same characters, but it takes place <laughs> prior to the to the time jump of this series. They're, yeah, they're priming up for a young Ed to Eric and <laughs> young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, him as a kid, too. That would be great. I think when you've got a really like rich and well-developed character like that, you really want to take time to explore all the different nuances of his character, of his background, of the people who created him. You know, keep going back, keep going backwards, and keep going forwards. Alex, what do you think happened during that year? Uh, I think they got divorced. Oh, true. <laughs> good, good point. It's interesting because they say one year later, and then in the next scene he says, uh... I got divorced a year ago, or some point shortly after he says, I got divorced a year ago, which means he got divorced, like, immediately, which is giving, it just adds a lot of depth to the universe to say, hey, divorce law in 24 whatever is like a one, you know, maybe an online form. It's like a Google form and you're done. Wait, what's he supposed to be like, I got divorced 345 days ago? Oh, snap, Alex. Well, I don't think he did. I mean, he said he got divorced a year ago, so now we know that you can get divorced in one day in the future. Yeah. Are, you, are Alex, are you trying to call Ed Mercer a liar? Why? No. I don't understand. He's a, the honorable captain oh, of the Ed, starship. So, um, I forgot who Ed Mercer was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to call Captain Orville a liar? <laughs> no, what I mean is when people say they're okay, you guys. <laughs> So Ed meets with the admiral, um, who is is uh, going to put him in charge of a ship. I guess Ed has been up to a lot of bad stuff. They don't want to put him in charge of one. It makes you wonder again what went on in that year. Like he must have been doing pranks and stuff, or I don't know what was he doing that made it so that the admiral was so wary to give him this ship. I guess probably making a lot of jokes about penises. I think they only gave us one example to go off of and to extrapolate, but they said he showed up to work hungover like five times or something, which is really interesting because then you think, okay, he was caught five times. How many times did he come to work hungover? Because with his, he's so witty and clever, you know, he could be like, oh, I'm just wearing sunglasses because it's bright in here or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good point. I don't even, it doesn't even seem believable to me that they would know that he was hungover. Also, unless he, unless he just admitted to it, but why would he do that? Right. Unless, yeah, he was coming to work like, oh, I'm so hungover. Yeah. And he did that five times Wasn't in a row. Wasn't the, uh, the guy that was like the, not the captain, but the, like the pilot said, didn't they say that he drew a lot of penises on things? Yeah, he drew a lot of penises. Um, well, it's, no, he didn't. The, his, his first mate, uh, let me look at this wiki I've got open over here. Uh, Gordon Malloy, of course, is uh, his best friend, um, <laughs> who's a, one of the the galaxy's best pilots. Uh, he drew a lot of penises on things. Yeah. But Ed is like, he's still the best. We got to get him on the ship. I have a question about Gordon, if I may. Yeah. So, the okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Alex. Joking. Oh, okay. This is so... our co-host. She's going to be on every episode. You can't be like this. <laughs> So, so the other guy, 
on the spaceship, asked him what he did to get, I don't know, punished in some way and not allowed to, to do things anymore. And he jokingly says that he let his cousin film a porno on the ship. And he's like, no, 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 I'm just kidding. What I actually did was I like broke something on the ship and then a bunch of um, whatever we were shipping, whatever material was on the ship, like escaped. What was it? It was a squash. Yeah, the squash, the squash got out. I don't really feel like that's like that's better or more excusable than letting somebody film yeah. a porno there, I guess. Like, yeah, because the guy, the guy is like, he hears porno and he tenses up and he's like, oh, what have I gotten into? And then he goes, I'm just kidding. Actually, I crashed the ship and lost a bunch of cargo. And the guy yeah. goes like, immediately he goes, ah, okay. That's not yeah. so bad. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, that happens sometimes, it seemed like. <laughs> Especially in the year 2149. Well, no, 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 way farther. It's 400 years in the future. 2449. Uh, it seems like it, it would not be as big a deal to shoot it. Well, maybe. Who knows? It, maybe they're sex puritans in the future. But the, the porno doesn't seem like it hurt anybody or anything. Right. And it's, it would only be like somebody finding out about it. But the but like leaving a big hole in the side of a spaceship that things can fall out of and did fall out of seems like way worse to me. So yeah, how come the, the other guys just like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Gordon is very lucky it was just cargo that got out and not like, you know, the, the hundreds of human beings that are in the ship. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's... It, I will say, not to be critical of the show, because I loved it, but... Oh, absolutely, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let, a... let me say, when I'm asking these questions, it's because I genuinely want to know the answer. I'm not I'm not saying that they should have written it a different way. I'm just wondering how they're going to keep developing Gordon as a character, so we can sort of find out more about this, this choice of his. Well, and it says a lot that we're so confident in the universe that they've created and the characters that they've created to ask all these questions mm. and... As fans, like we want to know the answers, we're excited to know the answers. Um, but anyway, as I was going to say, so this Gordon character, uh, first off, what an original idea to have like a raw talent who's an alcoholic and a little bit reckless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love how we don't know how serious to take these risks, which is always great in a drama when you don't know how serious the risk is because he goes like, Yeah, I crashed a ship and then it's whatever. And then I think the very first time we see him flying anything and it's like a taxi thing, uh, he almost kills them <laughs> right away. Like he goes, he goes, I'm screwing around and drinking beer. And then they almost get killed yeah. immediately. So I love how they make us question, should I care at all or not? Interesting <laughs> choice. Are there any stakes to the action here? And I won't spoil anything, but that's a theme throughout the episode is not being <laughs> yeah. sure if there are any stakes or if anyone's in any real danger or if it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, well, the, you've got the heart behind things, but you've also got the humor. I mean, Gordon Malloy, of course, is a very funny character, but I think hidden in there somewhere, there's we're going to find out there's a heart of gold, you know? I, well, I can't wait to find out. I just want to mention Justin the Ogre. Oh, my God. One of the best characters of the show. I hope we get to see him again sometime future yeah, in the future when they go back to the uh, the hollow deck or whatever. I don't know what they call it in the show. The th- ogre? 
No, you played the wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Super. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was Justin. Yeah, that's him. That's Justin. You remember. You see a character like that, the ogre guy. He, he's in the spotlight for, what, that was a three-minute scene? And you go, okay, I think he's going to come back. You know, yeah, that think- you, you just look. You look at the TV and you go, I think that'll be back. I think this guy's got more to share with us. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I think we have more to learn from Justin. Mm-hmm. And Gordon, of course, drinks a beer on the shuttle. Uh, what a badass, you know. And then we meet J- John Lamar. He is another pilot. He's also a pilot. He's They, they mention his power level as a pilot at one point uh <laughs> and the other thing about john lamar is this guy loves soda you know as we as we mentioned before but that's his two things he's a pilot and he loves soda what what i really hope to find out sooner rather than later is what level soda lover he is because you go okay he's a level eight uh bridgeman or whatever but how does that compare to because we we have a better sense at this point of how much he loves soda than how good he is at flying ships Oh yeah, no, I didn't get that either. <laughs> um, Alex, I was wondering how do, how does John Lamar drink uh, soda out of his out of his cup on the bridge? Suck. Yeah, thank you. Yes, it's a straw. Um, I didn't get it. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I just wanted to mention briefly what a what a nice detail it was that that John loves soda so much and gordon loves beer so much and they just immediately bonded i think that i think that we can intuitively understand it's because they both love liquids but it's not the same liquid so they'll never be competing for a liquid i thought that was a really telling detail yeah that's a good point because they are both the pilot characters so it could be that they would butt heads but actually they become friends immediately that was cool wow really that's something to think about (laughs) this show just gives you so much to think about and the symbology and the metaphor, it's one of those things like this soda beer thing. It's right in front of your face, but you don't see it until someone else sees it and shares it with you. Well, you're welcome, Tim. <laughs> you're a great friend. <laughs> uh, we meet Bordis. He's an alien from an all-male species, which works for some reason. Uh, I don't know what he does on the ship. He stands... Uh, behind kelly's shoulder so far as i know that's his job he was what he sounded like the information guy because like oh true yeah because he he was other like oh there's strip club and he goes there are no strip clubs (laughs) right yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he also like he no he was the first no second officer wasn't he yeah he's something important because the pilot guys keep saying stuff and he keeps bossing them around so he's above them somehow okay so it goes captain, him, first goes, officer, then uh, Kelly Grayson, second officer, then Borden, him, and then Bordis. No, sometimes third officer. Uh, you know what? I, I was kind of expecting a penis joke at that point when we found out he's from an all male species. Uh, but suck. No, instead, <laughs> Captain Captain Orville. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, classic line. Classic line. <laughs> he talks about a. You know how men always leave the toilet seat up, right? And oh, yes, it was exactly. so relatable. <laughs> it was so relatable. Even four hundred years from now, you know, humans will always be the same on some level. Yeah, and it's cool to bring back like a familiar joke like that that you've heard 
thousands of times in your life because uh, it just makes you know that in the future, you know, this is the future, but it's still a world that we can relate to. We've got uh, the racist robot um, who has a name probably. Let me see. Oh, he's Isaac. That's his name. He is. I, I still don't know what his job is. He's like he was. Uh, he stands was to like, the left of the right of. <laughs> well, he's he stands at a counter kind of thing. You know? Yeah, he was on the right of. Yeah. The captain. And That's he his was job. Like he was like, could you revert power to, and stuff. And oh, so maybe he's like an engineer type of guy. Yeah. Okay. Saying. What I really appreciated about this character was they say he's racist against humans. But as we can see from the entire show, humans run everything in this world. Humans are in charge of everything and humans have all the power. So I think it was like a really elegant metaphor to show us that reverse racism is real. <laughs> mm. yeah. that, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. That That's really interesting. They, they work on so many levels on the show. They don't bash you over the head with it, you know? Yeah. And well, and and having having a robot have a job in the climate we're in today of automation taking away jobs, it just it 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 wasn't necessarily making a point, but it made you think about a lot of different points that it could be making. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Again, we're not saying anything negative about the show, but if you tell me a robot is racist, you know, I I would love to actually see the robot do something racist, say something racist at some point in the show. Um, it, he kind of was like, oh, robots are better than humans in that one scene where they introduced them. But other than that, he didn't get a chance to really let that aspect of his personality shine. Not at all. And I, you know, I, I don't want to be a broken record. Ever... I'm always saying, oh, I wish there was more racism on TV. But I'm just, <laughs> in this one, in this one specific show, don't tell is all I'm saying. I don't know about this Isaac guy, but we'll, I'm sure we'll get to know him more. As the show progresses and we watch every episode. Um, let's see. Any other characters? There's a doctor. She doesn't really do anything. But she she kind of uh, implies that she's going to be very needed uh, because of how bad of a captain Captain Orville is. Ha ha ha. Oh, she, yeah. So so I don't like her because she's, she's mean to the, the guy we all like. So she's bad to me now. Mm-hmm. At, at this point in watching the show, I thought, okay, because she says something to him. He goes, you don't think, oh, she says, I think you might need my help. And then he jumps from that, which to me was implied to be that he wouldn't be good at his job, to say, you don't think I have the balls for this job? And then she said immediately, <laughs> yeah, he, he immediately jumped to, you think I don't have the balls for this job? And then she responded immediately with, um... I don't remember the exact line, but it was something like, I'm a doctor. If there's something wrong with your balls, I'll be the first to know or something like yes, that. And I thought, <laughs> okay, here's the first person who can really go toe-to-toe with this guy, you know? <laughs> Is she going to be monitoring his balls every day? Is that her job on the on the Orville? I guess. Well, who do you go for, oh, to I when you wait to see you're... that play out in future episodes. Who do you go to when part of your body is messed up? The doctor. That's true. That's- that's mm-hmm. often the case, but I, hey, if uh, being the one to monitor Captain Orville's balls is a job, I mean, uh, let me apply to that, you know? Oh, we don't. Oh, I forgot about uh, I, I forgot about uh, Alara Kitan. 
the security officer who's very young, but she's from a planet with a, a lot of gravity, so she has superpowers. I, I don't have anything to say except that that makes perfect sense. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, I didn't get that either. <laughs> oh, jeez. If only there were another setting on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, There's one that I haven't used, and I like it. So they get a, they get. Oh wait, no, we we got a couple more people. Let's see. Uh, Why there are a lot of characters on this show? Yeah. There are like a lot of characters here. Well, I assume they're they're kind of setting it up so that you know everybody will get their chance to have an episode or something. One I'm I'm really excited to hear more from is this blob, voiced by oh, yeah. Norm Macdonald. <laughs> I hope that's a recurring character. <laughs> I did not notice that it was voiced by Norm Macdonald. And I, I read the Wikipedia before I watched it. And I thought, Norm Macdonald does a voice in here. And when I when I watched it, I still had forgotten about it. Because there was just so much else going on for me to pay attention to, you know. Yeah. I just wonder what this blob's name is, like what it does on the ship. Well, I guess everybody on the ship must have their own job that they do. You wouldn't just live on a spaceship. It could be like the repair guy because that would be really easy to get voices repair. Yeah, and then get up right up on the mic when you're saying stuff. Because he's like really uh, gelatin. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he can get through to places. True, yeah. What else? What else? He could be uh, the toilet unclogger. Yeah, that would Because he could help. go right down there and. Or he could be like the distraction because he ran straight through and split him in half and it he could just reform himself. Oh, yeah. Okay, all of these are possibilities and I can't <laughs> wait to find out which one is the one. Uh, <laughs> other characters, and then of course, finally we meet Kelly Grayson. Who? Um, for the second time, she comes back. Oh yeah. She broke Ed's heart, so I'm I'm a little pissed at her for that, but she's actually you know a cool character. She's very she she's right there with Ed all the time, making these jokes with him. Alex, what was your take on Kelly Grayson? You you told me this before the show. I did. <laughs> Yeah, you had a real strong take on this character, and you wanted to say it. When did I uh, <laughs> tell you this information? I, I think she's a good character. Were I you like mad her. at her for what she did to Captain Orville? Mm-hmm. Not. Well, kinda. Do you think there might still be a spark there between the two of them? Doi. <laughs> That's quite <laughs> obvious that they wouldn't have that. Huh. Especially, like, can I jump ahead? Like... Until like the end? No, no spoilers yet. We're not <laughs> to that part of the show. Oh, okay. Oh, by the way, yes, of course, you'll notice that we are uh, putting this episode out a week after the episode came out. You know, the second episode is already out there. We just want to give everybody a clear chance to watch the show. Um, so we're not spoiling anything for you. Uh, and then you can watch the show, listen to the podcast, and then you're ready for episode two. I think episode two is airing like right now as we're recording. Oh yeah, and I, you know, I know we're all like champing at the bit. We can't wait to see this episode. So I just want to say thank you, Tim and Miranda and Alex, for not having one headphone in while you're watching the show with the other one. You know, <laughs> I know I'm not. How do I know you're not? Because I'm looking at you. Shh, don't <laughs> One thing that really drives the show is Seth MacFarlane's acting. And we, we kind of brushed over it, but the, when he's on the bridge and then they say or they tell him who his ex or who his new first officer is and then we don't hear. And then he just goes, 
No, 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 no. And then runs out of the room. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, I, I don't know what's happening, but it's bad, you know? <laughs> and that's all his acting that I get that from, you know? I just think we should not sell Seth MacFarlane short. It's his acting and it's his writing. It's the way the script sets it up and doesn't let us see at first. Who could it be? Who could it be? There's that tension around it. I'm thinking, is it the Admiral that we saw earlier? Is it <laughs> that blob that we haven't met yet? Is it... Maybe it's the blue guy from the beginning. That would have been crazy uh, taste. <laughs> I thought maybe it's, a, maybe it's a family guy character doing a little uh, cross-promotion. <laughs> Yeah, maybe American Dad himself came. <laughs> uh, but, of course, we got Kelly, which is fine by me. I love that. the There's a lot of conflict there. So just the chemistry between them is unbelievable. It's just like, Adrian Palicki and Seth MacFarlane, you just look at them and they just belong together. You know, they look so perfect next to each other. They look like a real couple who you would see. Mm -hmm. And to watch that play out on screen was mesmerizing. It's really cool that she they got such a good actress for that part because um, it must be difficult to look at Seth MacFarlane and not make a face <laughs> as though you're, you know, looking at a skull with skin stretched across it, you know? Why would you do that? <laughs> with, no, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, of course. Um, I just, you know, I'm, I just want to face the reality of, you know. Are you hating on her? No, no. Of course not hitting on her. Are you... <laughs> are you uh, misjudging the writing? You see that dog in the background licking his balls? <laughs> I was saving that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that, that brings us to the next uh, part of the show. Um, <laughs> when they meet the... They, they get a mission to go to this, this science station. Uh, and... That they are talking to the uh, the scientist in charge of it. Yeah, the charge of set course for epsilon and engage quantum drive. Epsilon. Yeah, epsilon. Yep, he's in charge of it, and uh, he hails them to let them know about their mission. And it, the whole time, there's a dog in the background. He's <laughs> licking his balls, and that just—it's like the serious thing is happening on the foreground, but you still got that joke in the background. And it's like these two things mesh together so well. It's really cool. I think it's great that they don't leave us hanging for too long without a without a joke. They're like, "Oh, we got to get this serious part in, but we don't want to lose everybody." I know. Let's put a dog looking at its balls in the background while the guy is saying the really important thing. I, I think we're going to see a lot of tricks like that with this show, where there'll be maybe a really intense conversation, and there'll be like a bull having sex with a cow in the background <laughs> or uh maybe you'll see a cat licking its balls who knows <laughs> why is that like significantly more funny than maybe uh maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's a callback it's, it's funnier every time a little boy in the background he's got an ice cream cone and you know he licks it, and the ice cream scoop falls onto the ground. That would be hilarious. Uh -huh. I definitely, definitely thought you were going to make a very inappropriate joke. Oh, no. <laughs> Miranda, please. I'm no Seth MacFarlane. I don't push the envelope that way. And maybe maybe that dog will come back as a character later in the oh, show, God. too. <laughs> Wait, so the guy who 
The guy who like calls them and is like, oh, I need you to come down here, but I can't tell you what. Well, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but him as a character, is he going to stick around? Is he going to be in more episodes? Because the last we saw him, he was still on the ship, right? Yeah, he leaves with them. Oh, Daddy? Yeah. Daddy? Yeah. Yeah, Dad. he's there. So it's going to be, uh, well, all of my research is destroyed and we killed that guy. So <laughs> do you need a scientist on your ship? I think we already have like three or four scientists. I'm not really sure what everybody does, but I think we have some already. I think they want him to rebuild a device. Oh, maybe Because they good. destroyed it making a uh, spoiler. Okay, let's go for it. Go ahead. They used it to make giant redwood inside the ship to break the enemy ship that was there to steal the device, mm -hmm. and it broke it, basically. Give me the device. But they didn't give them the device. Oh, they gave them the device. It just blew up in their face. Oh. Uh, Snap. Greggy, did you watch? Did you watch the episode? Did you not watch? I was watching it so closely. I had to make all these notes, and I'm trying to stick to them, but Alex wants to jump ahead and talk about the Redwood. And I just wanted to also mention that it was really cool how they had the joke of the dog licking his balls, but then they also, you know, just in case you missed it, John Lamar uh, says, hey, did you see... The dog in the background licking his balls. And Gordon says, oh, yeah, it's the first thing I saw. So it, it's cool that... It, you know, even if you miss a joke, they're going to come back for you. Permission to pee? <laughs> Please do. Uh, and then... Like right here? Well, it turns out the science station did not need the supplies. That was the that was the excuse for them going. But actually, it was the krill or coming to steal this time ray. The, okay, let's go through sort of how that worked. First, first, I talked to him on the video, and he's like, Oh, actually, it's it's not. We don't need supplies, but I need you to come down here so I can talk to you about it. Then they get down there, and they're looking at some stuff, and they're like, "Okay, well, like, what did you want to talk to us about?" And he's like, "Oh, well, it's actually not the thing that I said, but I couldn't tell you about it, so I need you to come to this other part of the lab and talk to me about it." Or first, I need you to come inside. There were like three different times he was like, "I need I need you to come to another location before I can talk to you about it." Was that just to build up the suspense, or what was... Why did they do that? I kind of think it was just to get more, like, alien shit in there. Like, they were trying oh. to cram in that this is a space show that takes place in outer space. So we're going to have these aliens that are uh, swimming around. We're going to have these seeds that are going to come back later that are delicious, but also they are redwood seeds. What What's the best way to say, hey, we're in space and everything's different than to have... Then land on a planet that, and at a building that looks like an office building in California <laughs> with a human running it. And then I think the only like time they really got crazy was that hilarious thing where they go, uh, oh, is that one of your uh, experiments? And they go, no, that's Dr. Whatever, the head of biology. Uh, so yeah, you really that, was, go, that was pretty good. You go, okay, I need to stay on my toes for this one because they're going to be throwing stuff around here. <laughs> I had to rewind a couple times after that because I was just laughing so hard after that I missed what <laughs> happened next. And it was really important. Yeah. Was when he said, when he said, I need you to come into this other room and then I'll finally tell you what the deal is. <laughs> so the reason he wasn't able to say it was not because the krill were coming. Okay, so I'm trying to work out. He didn't want to mention. I ever understood. <laughs> so it was that the time ray thing 
was like classified or whatever. He didn't want it to say it over like open uh, communication that anyone could listen into. Like, About the time, right? Yeah. Because that's secret. Would hear it. That was something like he thought people would use for bad things. And so I, let, let's let's talk about this. Maybe what could you use it for? Because it's a thing that you see it and you're like, oh, that's cool. But like, who wants to fast forward time? Who wants to die sooner? That's not you. We need no longer fear the banana. That's why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love how there should be so much tension when they go, oh. So you lied to us and, you know, you, you made us come here and you're saying there's something so important, so critical that you couldn't, you know, you couldn't announce it or the krill would hear. But all they do is sort of sit around and be snarky. And then even when the time machine's there and by far enough has been explained to indicate that it's a time machine, that like, it's a, it's a half dome where time passes more quickly than normal. <laughs> And still, all he's doing is like, can I go back in time and not marry my ex-wife? <laughs> like, okay, he's cool under pressure. You know, he's not at all getting a sense of this is important. I also, I like right before they got on, all the thing about like, are there bars? Are there thing? Are there things like that? There are no strip clubs. <laughs> and they ask for when they're on a important mission to get supplies to a science base. They're like a station, they're, all they ask for is if they're bars or stuff like that. Well, look, okay, they thought they were just going to be dropping off supplies, and they thought they'd just, like, have the night off to hang out. Can you blame them for wanting to let loose? They work pretty hard, these guys. Hmm. They, So far as they know, they were just going there to drop off these supplies, yeah, and then have the night off. So that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, Alex, we veto you. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Oh, the timing of this is another hard thing that's hard to get straight in my head because so the, how did how did the guy know that he needed protection from the krill and if he finds that out like why like why didn't yeah. the krill get there before them I think he just knew that someone was listening basically like that someone was a traitor but he didn't know who or something like that Oh okay they could have, you know what? They could have used Alex on their writing staff to help make that a little bit more clear. Thank you. Totally. Yeah. Welcome. I mean, not that Seth MacFarlane isn't, you know, one of the best writers out there. No, 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 no. I just think everybody there is great. They should just add another guy who's thinking about, like, does this story make sense? <laughs> well, I, I think it. I think it. It shines. That instead of having nine joke writers and one guy whose job it is to make sure the story makes sense, they went all in and had ten joke writers. <laughs> yeah, you could tell there were there were ten writers' jokes worth of material in there. Yeah, there were several jokes in this show. <laughs> I don't know. The timing still doesn't make sense to me. Like, so he just assumed <laughs> he just assumed the krill were going to be coming, Alex. You, think, you paid more attention than I did, I guess, it seems like. I think he just assumed that uh, either he didn't want that to get out to anyone, uh-huh. basically. Because he, he could have just told them that uh, the uh, Human Alliance or whatever, Planetary Alliance, mm-hmm. that uh, they, that's what they figured out and probably would have been okay, but I don't think he wanted them to know. Okay. See, if you actually think about it, you could 
come up with your own. Oh, ideas. wait, the guy who betrayed them, was he a criminal? Because he didn't look like the other guys. No. I yeah, think... he, his name was Derek. Yes, and he so seems to just be a human. <laughs> yeah, so why did he... Why was he in with the krill? Maybe he was hired by the krill, or... Uh, yeah, I think I Alara like... murders him before we can find out what his deal was. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, she throws mm-hmm. something at him. I guess we'll we're, just we're never gonna, know. We're gonna absolutely have to have an episode, probably in like season three or four, where they go back and show this whole plot from <laughs> that side. Because they're... I mean, like I said... The the fact that there are so many unknowns here is the is is not the fragility of the plot in the universe. It's the depth of it. Mm. Mm. I thought they were going to, for some reason, I thought that they were gonna. It's gonna be one of those shows that's just one season and boom is done. Wait, they have oh, I hope not. I I don't see how they could possibly uh, tell as much as needs to be told in one season. Yeah, true. Also, I thought. Before I watched it, and it kind of is still, it would be like a real life Rick and Morty. (laughs) That would be a great show, too. And maybe it'll get there eventually. I mean, it's more about the drama aspect of things so far. But I think they're going to ramp up the comedy at some point. And we're going to get right into that crazy. But it was so funny. But the first first episode was so funny. True, yeah. Call one or the other where there's so much drama and so much comedy. I wish there was, you know, like a word for that. What? <laughs> um, and then the krill come to take the device. Dramedy? And I just got to say, guys, it's a family show for sure. I just wish they could have uh, stopped themselves from making the krill so sexy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was difficult mm-hmm. to watch the show because they're, they're white snake insect faces um, with the black uh, armor that they wore. Just gave me such a boner. <laughs> well, and the, the show, the show does that, and they're clearly leaning into that because they reference penises so many times, and there's the classic dog-licking balls joke, <laughs> and they talk about all of that so much, and then they show you this raw testosterone incarnate. They want you to feel that. I don't know why yet they want you to feel that, but they definitely want you to feel that. I think we'll I think we'll find out in an episode or two why they've done that. I don't think we're meant to know everything yet. Uh, the the sex appeal of the crew later on. Okay, so then they go to escape, and this gives us a chance to find out all about Alara's you know abilities, super abilities. She can knock down a big door. She can jump very high. Um, she can shoot guys. <laughs> we also get to see uh, the pilot's abilities. But, like, they were trying to just uh, fly around the ship, and he called it... Hugging the Donkey. <laughs> I don't know why it was that name, but it just, like, made it so they couldn't shoot their shields. I think they were just going for a little bit of rando humor. One of uh, the things that Seth MacFarlane excels at. One of many. One of many. <laughs> one thing that was so brave about that scene, that number one, is a, a beautiful showcase of her abilities that we hadn't seen yet. But also, they're so brave in that, you know, there's that trope, especially in sci-fi and, like, in Star Wars, where there will be, like, a thousand enemies with guns, and they can't kill anybody, and then there will be one good guy who kills, like, 20 of them. And they're not afraid to just address that head-on and say, look, 
they're going to run out and be totally unprotected, and there's five good guys standing there out in the open, and then there's ten enemies all shooting at them constantly, and basically there's no risk at all at any point that any one of them will ever die. Well, Captain Orville did get shot in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Wow. They, had that, they had that hilarious conversation about how much it hurt. Oh, yeah. they were. Uh, if it was really hurt, he, he wouldn't cuss and give you straight answers. And if he cusses, it, he just wants drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he goes something like, no, that's not true. Do, do you have drugs? Yeah, that had me cracking up. Uh, it's really cool that the captain of the spaceship is really uh, concerned about get, taking pet, pain medication. That's cool. No, that's not. He wanted drugs. Do you think uh, if you're the captain of the, the spaceship, you could just get drugs if you wanted them? Uh, definitely not. You just order order somebody to give you drugs. You're the boss. You can do whatever. <laughs> I don't think they should, because then if you're high or something like that, or you're like sleeping or something like that, mm-hmm. and it, there's an attack, right? And they can't wake you up because you won't of be at it. your fullest. Yeah, that too. True. Remember how furious he was when Gordon was drinking a beer and flying the little ship? Yeah. So I think there's no way he... He was joking. He was being snarky. There's no way he would take those drugs while being captain. I think you're right. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good he wouldn't do that. That is unfortunate. Well, so Alara can jump high. Uh, they shoot a bunch of aliens. The aliens keep, shoot keep, him. Keep. They get in the cargo bay. Or the cart... No, the the... A little ship. I, what is a little I, ship called? I, who cares? This was I. I really tuned out during this part. <laughs> I don't remember anything for like. I feel like there was a, a fight scene that went on for like ten minutes or something like that. Yeah, they were shooting lasers at each other for a while, and then they get in the little ship, and uh, uh oh, there's an alien on there. And they use. There was. Yeah. I missed that too, actually. <laughs> Wait, what does this say? Uh, that's aliens talking with a, their alien language. Yeah, so there was an alien in the ship, and he says, yeah, well, it's a good thing we're all wearing seatbelts, and then he hits the brakes, and then the alien flies, flies forward. forward. They don't show if he, like, they shoots the guy or what happens to him. Did he just go unconscious or something? Yeah. I missed that part, too. Because later on, he goes, secure that... Oh, yeah, when they get on the ship, does he say to somebody to arrest secure the that, or something? What are they called? Krill. Krill? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they meant, like, just make sure he doesn't get out, or... I think they're going to put him in space jail. Or maybe they'll, they'll push him out on airwalk. But they are... They have a hard time getting into the ship, because it's flying around like crazy, hugging the freaking donkey. And uh, so he has to line things up... So, the show does a lot of telling us how great of a pilot Gordon Malloy is, but this actually gives us a chance to see it with our own eyes. He lines the ship up just perfectly, so the shuttle goes shooting in right into the cargo bay, and wow, he really did it. Man, we totally did not see that coming. Yeah, I expected yeah. for him to uh, hit the side of the ship and yeah. murder everyone on board. I did, well, I, I, I did think, you know, Seth MacFarlane's such a wild card. Maybe everybody, maybe every character we've met is just going to die in the first episode, and then it restarts on the second episode. <laughs> like, you never know and what it that it turns guy. out that the voice does go backwards. 
and it becomes the day after tomorrow. Oh, that could work too. But I assumed uh, just Captain Orville would survive and he would get a new ship. Him and his wife. (laughs) Ex-wife. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks. So yeah, they get back on the ship and now they're fighting with the Krill. And also the, the, the two main characters are fighting with each other in the middle of this battle space battle uh and they asked for advice from the enemy alien yeah they're like uh if you two are together and you're having problems does it do you need to talk to the other one and the the curl guy goes yes it needs comp uh was it uh i can't remember what it is from both sides a marriage like, a marriage needs work or marriage is work yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah so I guess that Compa- means Krill. Greggy, Greggy, you're married, right? Do you agree with that? A marriage needs work. A marriage needs work. Yeah, my wife seems to be working pretty hard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was it that funny? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just oh, an awful yeah. thing. Yeah, no, I didn't get that either. <laughs> I, I did not get that. <laughs> so I guess Krill are not just evil aliens; they're also like people, and they have marriages and stuff. And I guess that makes sense with. I mean, unless you're an all-male species, but they must do something to have families, too. I guess everybody, everybody's people when you get down to it, right, Alex? Um, I guess so. You would think if, if an entire species only has one gender, then it wouldn't be identified as male or female. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> weird. It was like, oh, you're all men. Because men is the default gender, I guess. <laughs> My feminism side is enraged. Your feminine side? Yeah. <laughs> My feminism side. <laughs> maybe maybe they can still breed with females of other species. <laughs> oh. I'm looking forward to that scene. <laughs> okay. I would have thought that character was a woman if they hadn't clarified. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll be able to get Seth on the phone again next week and we can ask him all these questions. Really pick great. his brain about this stuff. The the aliens want the device, and they say, well, here you go. We'll give it to you. But they come up with a sneaky plan, right, Alex? Hugging the donkey. That's no, so not that one. Wrong button. Happy Arbor Day. Yeah, that one, yeah. They're, the buns are right next to each other. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they glue one of these seeds that he happened to have in his pocket from earlier. Uh, they glue it to the device. What's That's that? That's the wrong one again. Oh. That wood. There you go. Right, uh, got wood. They send the device over to the aliens. They turn it on. I guess the timing would have been really bad if they got the device, but didn't didn't decide to turn it on immediately. Yeah. Like if they just took <laughs> it and were like, "Oh, thanks for the device. Now we've got it." And blows them up. And then kills them. Yeah. And the device clearly has multiple settings for how far forward it will send things in time, and they just knew it would be a hundred years. I think they they asked him. They were like, hey, can you do this thing that would work out really well for us? And he was like, yeah, we can do that. What if they like changed it so it was just like a week? Then you'd be completely screwed because you only see this tiny little thing pop up. And they're like, hey, that's not what we meant to do. They meant they should have gave us. The, luckily, the scientists did do that. <laughs> um, and apparently it doesn't. This redwood tree doesn't require soil or water. Or... Yeah, it was like a really special, yes! strong... <laughs> Uh, All it needs is the time to grow. Also, I'm I'm sorry to come back to this, but like, 
since I don't understand the utility of this device, I don't understand why would it be so bad if the krill had it? What could they possibly do with it that would be so bad? Well, it's like when the lady fell into the beam and then she got aged, you know, instantly to be an old lady yeah. and she died. So it, they can it's they like, can kill they can kill one person at a time with it as long yeah, as they like, have well, physical control of that person. If <laughs> you already have control of someone, instead of shooting someone, they just have like an alternate way of killing them. I think it would could have been something like they sold it on the black market or they t- tweaked it so that the sphere got bigger <laughs> and they could do entire planet or something Wait. like that. Okay, now that would be bad if they could do an entire planet at a time. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that, that would... Although you'd have to get a giant plate of uh, metal on one side of the planet to be able to do that. Oh, is that how it worked? Yeah. Are we sure? It needed a, it, well, it looked like it needed a place to fall on. Like, mm. a place to stop it. Also, another thing I didn't get was, how come it didn't shriek the metal, uh, not shrink, um, age the metal that it was, like, on, mm. that the, the banana was on when it got aged? Like, rusted or something? Yeah, how come it didn't get aged? Probably, like, space-age polymers or something. <laughs> Thinking about when they aged that woman's head by 100 years, so... She was screaming the whole time, and like, <laughs> but she experienced a hundred years, <laughs> and so this is where the show has. You may not have noticed the show has some similarities to the great series Star Trek, and Star <laughs> Trek would always do these really like philosophically or ethically interesting things, and it's it's like okay, so she's experiencing a hundred years of time pass, and all she does is scream. <laughs> so think of how terrible that was for her. <laughs> She doesn't starve to death. Well, what if yeah, it, true. it feels, it yeah. also for her feels like only moments, but it actually is, it's not. But it was just her, it was just her head that aged a hundred years, right? Yes. So she wouldn't starve to death. Cause no. Oh, cause true. Yeah, that's possible. Digestive system is. I don't know how not, it works. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it seems as though if she, if she has access to the rest of her body, which she must. If her brain doesn't just, you know, I guess otherwise, if if blood isn't getting up to her brain, then she's going to die from that. Wait, does the blood go up to her head and it's like 25 and it goes up and then it comes back to the heart and now it's 125 years old? (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) It's hard to tell how this technology works. All I know is that it's believable and compelling. Because it seems, yeah, it seems like if if she's aware in this bubble and it's like a hundred years is going by, like she would be able to respond very quickly to get out of it (laughs) (laughs) because her brain is working much faster than everyone around her. But I guess not. I think she's stuck. So then they save the day. They say their little catchphrases and, uh, you got wood. Yeah. The crew responds much better to hers, which is a penis joke. Yeah, that's what they say to hers. Which, which was your favorite of those two lines, Alex? Suck. Oh, the two of them? <laughs> yes. You got wood. You like that one the best? Yes. Okay, so you agreed with the crew. That would this only is... be, you got wood would only be like after it happened. Mm-hmm. Because that one might lead them on, but if they're aliens, I might not know what Arbor Day is. I just want to know, in what context, when you're not sending somebody, a, a, sorry, a tiny redwood seed that you know is going to grow into a giant tree and destroy their ship. In what other circumstances would you say to somebody, you got wood, yeah. and have it make sense? 
Because then mm. they'd be suspicious and be like, what? And maybe not use a device. Because Happy Arbor Day, like maybe that's not very clever, but you would say it on Arbor Day. Like that's a sentence that is said at times. I thought it was a Got Milk reference. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she, she's just such a beautiful actress. Maybe she just assumes that anytime anyone is looking at her. <laughs> they save the day with their their great idea He's and it turns smart. out another first mate is available and but I, captain orville he thinks about it for a second and he says no you're the best yeah you're the best we work great together we're a true team and heck maybe there are some sparks that are gonna fly eventually i mean he doesn't say that but i think that's kind of uh maybe that's a little bit of subtext to the, that whole scene you know I have to disagree. I think all we've seen from them is that he hates her. I think you're imagining, like, this is a realistic show. This isn't a storybook show. Yeah, Greg, you get real. But here's the thing. Here's the thing is she's in love with him still because, of course, she is. I mean, this is a man. It's such a good character and it's such a relatable character because he doesn't have any flaws at all. (laughs) Relatable? Yeah, I think, like, as a protagonist, it's like, we can all see ourselves in him because he doesn't have any flaws. And I don't think that I have any flaws either. So (laughs) I can, like, really see where he's coming from. So, of course, she's still in love with him. So even if the tension's only one-sided, you know, that's that's something. That's a place to start. Mm -hmm. You're very humble. (laughs) (laughs) So he asks her to stay. She says yes. So now we've got this perfect setup for the rest of this series. I'm so excited to see all these next episodes and i'm angry at myself for scheduling uh recording this episode now we can all catch up for the next one yeah did either of you see the the uh the next time on bit oh no i didn't catch that Uh, i don't think i did what is it i mean it was just a it was it was actually not at this time on it was on this season where it was like two minutes of short clip and uh i highly recommend it it's probably discoverable on youtube or some other format um the only thing i really remember is there's a hilarious part where she's like in a courtroom or something and she's been beat up and then someone says something like this must be pretty bad for you and she goes i've been through a divorce and then her friends bust in the room and kill everyone oh damn <laughs> well, yeah, i can't just wait that... I, I hope that one comes up soon because i don't know how long i can wait for that oh also jeffrey tambor is going to be in it <laughs> i did see that it made me so happy I think you should have used the Captain Marvel's dad. That was longer than I thought it was. <laughs> oh, but we, we didn't mention the big reveal at the end of the episode. It turns out yes, let me... Kelly is the one that got Captain Orville the job in the first place. I cried. <laughs> Did you say a pizza party? No, not a pizza party. She got up the job. <laughs> Suck. <laughs> that, that's always a good answer. So, Alex, what did you think of that? That's what I thought when I uh, was thinking that um, maybe they had sparks because of the fact that she was giving him a job when that's what he always wanted. Yeah, he had always dreamed of having a job. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Um, it, yeah, well, maybe she was kind of atoning a little bit for cheating on him with the blue guy. Uh, by, like, she kind of ruined his life for a little bit there. So she was like, "Oh, we'll we'll get him what he wants." So, so what are what are our predictions for episode two? By by now, people can watch that episode, 
of course, uh, you'll have plenty of time before the next episode of this podcast comes out. So just make sure to watch it so we don't spoil anything for you. Uh, Alex, what are your predictions for episode two? I think that he might get like uh, kicked off the team or something. Oh, wow. Captain Orville? Captain? Yeah, and that's like why they have a season because that one episode is not much of a story besides them uh, being together and getting divorced and now they're a team now. That's like the okay, only story. So they're going to break up the team immediately in episode two? Yeah. <laughs> this seems like the kind of show it would be. Okay, maybe. Well, I have to find out. How about you, Tim? What is your prediction for episode two? It would be foolish to try to predict any specific plot points, but I do predict a lot of laughs and a lot of tears. <laughs> and I don't think they're going to get back together, but I do think that they're going to... Um, tears from yawning. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah, you're yawning because you stayed up so late because you couldn't wait to watch the Orville new episode. No. Yeah, why did you agree to him? <laughs> I, I I'm thinking so deeply about Seth MacFarlane's genius. <laughs> you know, this, this is a guy who does. He brought us Family Guy. He brought us the Cleveland Show. I'm gonna agree with whatever anyone tells me if I'm thinking about Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> How about you, Miranda? Any predictions? Yeah, I have two predictions for the next episode of the Orville, and the first one is. I think Justin the Ogre is definitely coming back. I think there's a lot to explore there. I think we're going to see a lot more of him. And my second prediction is, when Ed, Seth MacFarlane, and Kelly, Adrian Felicki, are tricked by a hologram of ship in distress and find themselves prisoners in a replica of their former home, Alara must step up in her first command of the Orville and attempt a heroic rescue. Meanwhile, Bordas and Clyden receive some happy yet unexpected news. Huh? <laughs> no, I don't know. We'll I have don't... to... <laughs> That doesn't sound like the, the right thing. <laughs> There's no that's way. A good predi- that's a good... I think you're completely I off. Just, I got a hunch. I just got a hunch about it. <laughs> I think you're completely off, and that will never, ever happen. Um, I think uh, he's going to... Remember, he ate that, that seed in the show. Maybe we'll grow I think it's going to grow in his belly, <laughs> and uh, he's going to have a, a, a seed growing out his belly in the next episode. That's what, that's what I, I thought think, like uh, as soon as... Uh, I think oh. that's gonna. I think that's gonna take all season, though. I think it's gonna grow little by little. Because yeah, yeah they don't have a, a a time warp, and I think he's gonna be like put into one. Like maybe they that is like a core plot thing. Is it mm. device? Yeah. Well, and then I think uh, they're gonna send in Norm Macdonald Blob in there to try to get that out. <laughs> he's gonna fail. Then Science Guy Wait, is gonna sorry, invent. When you say and. You mean inside his stomach? Yes, inside. He's going to go up in there, um, and but he's not going to be able to do it. And then, so Science Guy's going to invent a device that makes him go back in time, uh, but he, then it makes it makes him into a baby, and then they have to raise him as a baby for a while in one episode. That's my prediction. And then 40 years later, they're all uh, grown men and women, and he's finally old enough to understand what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. That's not part of my prediction. <laughs> That's your thing. I think they're all going to get married, every one of them together, and I think a star's <laughs> going to explode, and I think Santa's real. In an episode? Yes. Okay. All in one episode. One millisecond episode. Sounds pretty good. I, I hope we're all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I, hope, I hope all of those things happen. 
It's going to be an eight-hour episode, right? <laughs> well, I don't mean all in one episode, I guys. Wish. I wish there was an eight-hour episode of, oh, God. of this can we, show. Can we start that petition? <laughs> I wish hashtag. the sun explodes, everyone uh, gets married, and uh, what else was it? No, we don't have to relist it all, but... <laughs> I, wish, I wish my job was eight hours a day watching the Oro. I wish I could do that 40 hours a week. Yeah, everybody, please tweet at Fox. Hashtag 8-Hour Oroville. Um, let's, <laughs> let's get this trending. Please, no. Uh, I probably have oh, to man. I was this. hoping we would be able to get alien expert Kevin O'Brien on the show, but he forgot about the, sh- he forgot about the podcast. <laughs> um, Maybe he got abducted. Yeah, he texted me that he's on his way home, but he still hasn't made it yet. I've been watching for him on here. But uh, another thing that I've got is that I looked around the internet to... F- try and find out what people what the fans are saying about the Oroville. Uh so here here's a few tweets that I found. Uh Drew at Seymour sixty four said, Relaxing now with a glass of wine, waiting for the second episode of the Oroville. Hell yeah, Drew. Yes. Absolutely. That's right. Wrong. wrong. Why is it wrong? Uh you loved the show, didn't you? Gotta be a beer or a soda. Exactly <laughs> a soda. Make a reference. I do not um Agree with drinking of the alcohol. Oh, I forgot Uh-oh. you were a Mormon. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm a child. Oh, true. Yeah, that yeah, is against the law. Yeah, but was a guy who was But you're not... It wasn't your tweet, was it? No. <laughs> okay. So. I don't know. I don't believe you. <laughs> Wait, my name's not Drew. Well, I don't listen to these guys, Drew. I think you're right on... No, I'm not Drew. <laughs> no, I'm not talking oh, to you. Okay. I'm talking about no, the real Drew. No, you're 64. <laughs> Seymour 64, hell yeah, brother. Drink that wine. Watch the Orville. That's going to be a good night for you, I think. Uh, Let's see. Dana Schwartz at Dana Schwartz with three Zs says, The Orville should have just been called, Look how much money Fox will spend to let Seth MacFarlane play pretend Star Trek. And no, that's a bad one. No, I think it's true. I think it's, look how much money they'll spend because they all believe in him, which is good because we all do. I think she's saying it looks expensive, which is a compliment. I think you're being the robot a little bit right now and maybe not getting some of that sarcasm. What do you mean? What? Remember when the robot said, you said a good thing, but you indicated a bad thing or whatever. Fight, 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 fight. I do think it it's a really cool and good point that uh, the show does look very expensive. Like all the effects are so good. It's very, I felt like I was there. Tony at Tony underscore sweetheart says my face knowing that there's a new episode of the Orville today hashtag the Orville and she has a picture of a monster. Um, so uh, she's scared and ugly face. Is, the, is it a happy face or a sad face? Or I think like he's a, like yelling <gasps> like a surprise face. Surprise yeah. Happiness. Like a, uh, uh, I think I think this is a bad tweet because if you were a true fan, <laughs> you would have already known there was a new episode today. Yeah. And you would have done a You would have done a, a face of a. Kelly Grayson smiling. Yeah, Kelly Grayson. <laughs> Suck. Okay, then uh, I I went to twi- uh, Tumblr for this one, uh, and it's a picture of Seth MacFarlane just kind of looking pensive. He, he doesn't look depressed. sad or mad or anything, but it says, "This is, I assume, the look Ed Mercer gives to Kelly Grayson when he finds out she cheated on him with an alien." This expression, <laughs> this expression makes me want to cry. Poor Ed, I'll date you. Uh, <laughs> Are you okay? uh, 
and I found this one on. Uh... <laughs> Wait, we had to talk about the last one. <laughs> well, well, I just want to give credit. This was from uh, Sexy McFarlane on Tumblr. <laughs> So yeah, if, I mean, Captain Orville, if you're ever feeling down, just know there's people out there <laughs> that are more than happy to date you. I'd, I'll throw my hat in there. I would love to date him. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that one works well. And I tried to find the Orville fan fiction, but it hasn't appeared on the internet yet. <laughs> yeah. So we won't be able to read any of that. Can... We can write some before the next episode, and then we can workshop it together. Later. That's a good plan. That's perfect for the next episode. Yeah, so I think that's all the, the segments I came up with. We talked about the show. Oh, what's that? That is unfortunate. So let's rate this episode. <laughs> what did you think, Alex? What would you give it? Uh, What are we rating out of? You have to invent it. We haven't ever done it before. Um, this is the first episode. The, uh, it goes 1 to 10... Orville's? <laughs> okay. One to ten blue aliens. Okay. And I give it uh, none blue aliens because those are bad guys. Right. And I give mm. it eight, mm. nine Orville's. Yes. Okay. Great rating. Uh, Tim, what would be your <laughs> rating? And you don't have to use Alex's no. scale if you don't want to. No, no, I'm, no, no, no I'm happy. I think it's really inventive. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to give it one blue alien. Um, because the blue alien was me making blue, and I'm going <laughs> to give it one Orville because there's only one Orville. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah! No, I didn't get that either. <laughs> uh, how about you, Miranda? What did you? That think? was me giving blue. What does that mean? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, I would also give it one blue alien because you can't. Like, if you give it no blue aliens, you're never going to see the blue alien, and that guy's so funny. You gotta get one of them in there. All he did was this. And then, and then, you know what? I was gonna say ten Orvilles, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just mad that it, it wasn't eight hours long. So I'll give it eight Orvilles for not being eight <laughs> hours long. Eight for every hour you wish it was. Yeah, exactly. I'm yes. going to give it one redwood tree because uh, I saw one of those. I'm gonna give it um, <laughs> sixty-nine sexy krills. Um, I'm gonna give it. Uh, Let's see, four times Gordon Malloy calls Kelly Grayson a bitch, and I'm going to give it 10 Orvilles because I loved this episode. And I'm so excited that every week we're going to come back and talk about the Orville, baby. Please, no. This is what Podcast for Wonderful is now. I also want to give it two dog testicles that are being lit. <laughs> Yeah, so tune in next week when I'm sure Dr. Kevin O'Brien, alien expert, will be on the show. Uh, I apologize, you know, to Kevin that he wasn't able to make it on. I know he wanted to say a lot of stuff about all the aliens on this show. Thank you so much for being on with me to my co-hosts, Tim, Miranda, and Alex. All three of you were my co-hosts. Well, I was the best one, right? Because I controlled the uh, soundboard? No. <laughs> I think uh, the best one was Miranda because she is, as we know, a flawless human being. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That was established this episode. So you're saying this episode, the golden glory goes to Miranda? The golden what now? 
The Golden Ori, the award for best co-host of the Orville podcast. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> yes. Wow, thank okay. you so much. Do I, oh, I don't get a speech? Oh, no, please, please, please. Yeah, please. Do I'd it. like to... Oh, okay. <laughs> no, don't Never listen mind. to Alex. Don't listen to Alex. He's not the boss. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. No, I, I wish I would have heard I'll that just speech. Remember this. I'll remember this if, uh, if Alex ever wins a week. I'll remember this when he tries to give a speech. Uh, and I will really talk over you. Don't worry, that's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>